many Christian denominations and those among those who say that they follow Jesus Christ, Yeshua, the Messiah. There's been recently been this notion that, you know, we should be careful on who we place our hands to pray for or who we touch or or any of that, because we their sins or their demons can easily be transferred to us when we do that. And so we need to be careful so that that doesn't happen. Now, in this video, I'd like us to discuss this and look at it biblically. What does the Bible say about laying hands on others? Because in 1 Timothy, it seems to say that, you know, we should be careful not to hastily lay our hands on everyone. 1 Timothy 5 verse 22, it says, Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. So it really seems to say that if, we, if, I, if I touch someone else, you know, I can participate in their sins. Their sins can come on to me and, and I can become impure, made, be made impure by them. But what does the Bible really say? Let's have a look. You see, yet again, when we look at scripture in, in isolation, we take a verse and we just put it up there. And, you know, like this verse in 1 Timothy 5 verse 22, it really seems to just be saying that. But we're really making a big mistake yet again because we're not reading the context. What is this whole passage in 1 Timothy 5 really about? Because I want to submit to you that when we understand that, we'll actually know what this verse really means. It's it's kind of obvious, right? Because we don't just take one sentence of what someone says and we can't just build a whole theology around it. Yet many have done that in many cases in the Bible. So let's see what it says in 1 Timothy 5 verse 17. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain and the laborer deserves his wages. Do not admit a charge against an elder, except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. And as for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all, so that the rest may stand in fear. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of the elect angels, I charge you to keep these rules without prejudging, doing nothing from partiality. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Now, when we look at this, this chapter, it primarily speaks of two things. It talks about how elders are to be responsible, how elders are to be treated and that there needs to be two witnesses when a charge is brought against them, etc. But but then also that elders need to be responsible in in how they they treat others so as not to approve of the works of those who they ought not to approve of. You see, we can see this idea actually applied in the story of Simon the Magician in the book of Acts. You see, in the book of Acts, we see this case where this man called Simon from Samaria is there and he's very well known by his trickery and his magic that's that he performed among the people. And he was very well respected until the apostles showed up or Philip. Philip came and he proclaimed the gospel in power and the mighty works amongst the people. And many believed and were baptized by him, therefore becoming saved. And but Simon also saw all this and he came and the scriptures actually say that Simon really believed in this Jesus that Philip was preaching. And the scriptures say the following. Even Simon himself believed and after being baptized, he continued with Philip 
and seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hand, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. You see, Simon's heart was corrupted and they saw this. That's why he said that because he wanted to offer them money. So obviously, if, if Simon is offering money to get the spirit, he obviously had a wrong idea and he wanted to probably offer ask for money after receiving the spirit to be able to give it to others. He was only concerned about his selfish ambitions in this case. But but with the language that is used here by Peter is actually interesting because he says, you have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right with God. You have neither part nor lot in this. So he's basically saying, you cannot be a part of what we have here, this holy thing of God, this the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh. You cannot be a, a part in this because your heart is evil. But in 1 Timothy, it says the same. It says, do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. You see, if Peter went ahead, even though Simon wanted to give them money, Peter went ahead and laid his hands on Simon and let Simon receive the spirit. He would be partaking in the sins of Simon because he would be approving in that action of what Simon was wanting was wanting to do. And so we see that, you know, the spirit was given by the laying on of hands. This is why he's talking. He's saying we have in one Timothy this whole idea of of elders and how elders and he says elders do not just lay your hands on anyone hastily for them to receive the spiritual gift and the Holy Spirit. Because if they are in sin, if they are and if their hearts are wrong like Simon, you are going to be approving of their works by giving them the spirit. And just as proof to you that this is how the spirit was given, I want to read to you an example. Just one chapter earlier of 1 Timothy 5 and 1 Timothy 4, we actually see another evidence of this. He says, do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. This is 1 Timothy 4, 14. So he's saying that the elders lay hands on you prophesy and you receive spiritual gifts or the Holy Spirit, the one who imparts the spiritual gift. And so in the next chapter, then he talks about elders again and he talks again and he says, but then when you do lay hands like this, don't do it hastily on just anyone. Isn't it clear that this chapter is not this verse is not talking about how you can receive someone since how someone's demons are going to be transmitted to you. In fact, there's actually zero evidence in all of Scripture that that is even possible. It's not possible at all. It is simply the, the, the rumors and superstitions of men. And oftentimes that excuse has been used as a way to be lukewarm and for people to separate themselves from the Great Commission. You see, Oftentimes when we don't want to go out and pray for people, it's easier for us to say that, no, I'm, I'm going to be made impure if I lay hands on someone who isn't as holy as I am. 
It's really rooted in the heart of pride as well as lukewarmness of the Great Commission to not go out and do it. To just drive this further, I'd like to read to you an example or two about Jesus. What did Jesus do regards regard to the Jesus? Did Yeshua believe this? In Luke 4 verse 40, we read, Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought him to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. You see, here's an example how Yeshua went and he laid hands on every one of them. You see, it wasn't like he's laying hands on this guy and this next guy. Oh, you've got too much sin. I don't want to touch you. You're impure. You're going to make me impure. I'm going to get your demon. Yeshua wasn't like that. The scriptures say that he laid hands on every single one of them. Everyone who came to, for, for healing or deliverance, Yeshua laid his hands on them. And Yeshua actually went as far as to even lay his hands on those who had physically contractable diseases, diseases like leprosy, which, which at the time was incredibly contagious, where one touch could get you that disease. And that disease was incurable in that time. We read in Matthew 8 verse 2, a man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of his leprosy. You see, Yeshua touched this man with leprosy. He he hastily laid his hands on this man who was sick. Yeshua could have easily been made pure, impure spiritually or physically if that was the case. But Yeshua knew that Where light is, darkness cannot go. You see, when we go and we say that we don't want to touch someone because we're going to get their sin, we have an unbelief because we don't believe that the Spirit of God is stronger than every single disease, including leprosy, and stronger than every single demon there is, even the prince of demons. You see, this is an excuse, guys, and we need to stop this right now. God calls us into the Great Commission and coming before him one day at his throne and God asking, why did you not go and do what I left you to do? You see, the last thing that Yeshua said before he left is go out into the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. He did not go and say, just go sit in your home and study your Torah. You see, that's part of it. It's, it's, it's part of, 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 of we need to study his word. We need to study the Bible. We need to know it. But if we think that that's what it means to be a believer and a follower of Yeshua, we're greatly deceived because the word is not there just for you. This gift, the fact that you're sitting here watching this video, and if you think you're a believer, that was not just for you. God didn't give you the mercy and the grace to come into covenant with him just for you. It was given so that you can give it to others. You are, if you become the bride of Christ, you partake in the mercy, the water, that, that, that thing that was poured out of his side when he was struck in his side. You know, you came into covenant with him. In that same place, you, you have to be filled with his spirit, with his water. You have to drink of him and out of your belly needs to go rivers of living water so that Others can have a drink and be satisfied too, but you'll never let them. They can never be satisfied if you don't minister to them. And one of the main ways 
that this kingdom of God will grow as if we impart the Holy Spirit and the spiritual gifts to others, like we see the elders do in 1 Timothy, where the elders went and they laid their hands. And like in the book of Acts, we see over and over and over, they laid their hands on those who wanted to follow, whose hearts were convicted in repentance and right with God. And they laid their hands on them and they received. They were filled with the Spirit of God and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. You see, and that is an essential part of the walk of every disciple of Christ. And if it's not part of your walk, then you're not you're not walking like his disciples walk because they all walk like that. And now to say that I can't touch someone because I'm going to get their demon or their sin. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell. It's from the enemy because you see, demons are afraid. And if you go and you pray for someone who has a demon, that demon is about to leave to be sent to the pit. And if you so he's going to they're going to lie and try and say everything. And this is one of those doctrines of demons that's been traveling around inside the body to try and prevent us from walking in what God and Yeshua has called us to walk. So let's stop listening to these doctrines of demons and these lies. And I'm speaking to all the church denominations. If you are part of one of those denominations who believe this lie from the pit of hell, go and proclaim the truth regarding this. Go out into the world, lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. And Mark, we read that those, the believers will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. If you say that I cannot lay my hands on the sick, You don't believe the word. You believe the doctrines of demons and men above it. So, brothers and sisters, I encourage you to go into the world and proclaim the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I hope this video encouraged and blessed you and, and, and helped you see the truth regarding this matter. And I'll see you guys in the next video. Shalom.